Good morning, everyone. It's Lee Henson, President and Founder of Agile Dad, and it's time for today's episode of The Daily Standup. Without any further ado, let's get started. It's Thursday, and the weekend is quickly approaching. Things are exciting. Things are starting to build. Lots of positive things going on this weekend. I hope that you have an enjoyable one. Today, I wanted to discuss with you seven ways to overcome change resistance. Now, lots of people are talking to me about change and about how change is hard. Uh, you know, in fact, I'll just let you do it. I'll let you vent right now. Go ahead and say it with me. Change is never easy, but it's worth it. Let's try it together. Change is never easy, but it's worth it. Why do we struggle so much with new ideas when in the Agile community, we're supposed to be best in the world at, at the empirical process and inspect and adapt, right? This is supposed to be our niche. This is supposed to be what we do when, in fact, we all struggle with this. So I want to give you some tools. These seven ways will help you overcome this change resistance within the organization, whether it's leadership that's afraid of change, whether it's teams that are afraid of change. This is just going to help you on a global level with change. Coming in at the top of the list, number one, we want to make sure if we do any experiments that we make the experiments small. We need to remember that the experiment should be an opportunity to learn or validate an assumption, not to solve world hunger. I think the smaller the experiment is, the faster we get results and the faster we see things turn around and the faster we can execute it. And it also increases the likelihood that the experiment's going to be successful, right? We need to make sure that we take into consideration and it's not going to impact a ton of people, that uh, the number of people involved to try the experiment isn't like exorbitant, and that uh, the time for us to gather meaningful data to see if the experiment's successful needs to be short. We need to keep things small, concise, and to the point. The second tip or second trick, uh, seven, uh, second way to overcome uh, change resistance is to make sure we're valuing the learning and the insights. You know, to encourage people to be more accepting of experiments and learning and new insights, they have to see something of value. They have to see a light at the end of the tunnel. If people feel like they're endlessly toiling over something and that they're not, uh, it's perceived that what they're doing either doesn't provide value or they're not, they're, they're not being shown appreciation for their hard work, they'll often have this culture of, we never ever end the experiment. We just keep going and going and going and, and there's no reward for it. We need to make certain that when we, when we do find these insights or we do have data that we're leveraging the data that we're shaping or reshaping the way we do things and that we're making changes that make sense because if you're just doing experiments for the sake of doing experiments it's not going to work real well uh third tip make your experiments transparent and i'm going to add make sure that they're direct right in order for you to really show appreciation for running those experiments you need to make sure that they're well defined up front and that's not being used just to uh, toss around ideas, right? You want to make sure that you got this nailed down because I think too often when we run experiments, try to figure things out, we we lead down a path or we go down a path of, uh, you know, the Pandora's box path, if you will, where we open it up and discover this and discover that. And it, it takes us off of the track and then people feel like we're not being transparent because with the discovery we're not being transparent with the discovery which is really interesting right providing insight getting information gathering information ongoing experiments are okay as long as they yield results that we do something with my fourth tip this one's interesting i call it rolling back you know the walmart plan right roll back by default 
Resistance is driven by fear that change will deteriorate what we're doing. People inherently are afraid of change. They're afraid that, you know, the change is going to impact them and that if they don't like the new situation personally, what are they going to do, right? And this results in longstanding arguments where people are advocating against change. We're seeing this in society today, right? Where people are forming factions and forming armies and uh, kingdom building instead of, you know, they're building walls instead of building bridges. And uh, we should be tearing down walls and building bridges, not tearing down bridges and building walls, right? And I think that's the mentality that we need to get to. The fifth is what I call the Captain Obvious way to overcome change, and it's begin with the end in mind. If your experiment can only be clearly defined to a point and you don't know what the end is or what the goal is, that's not a very good experiment, right? And I think that if you think more in terms of a, a hypothesis with theory, you know, uh, it, it leads you to say, okay, this is the goal we have in mind. This is what we're trying to do. And I think that if you get that piece nailed, then it makes sense to do the experiment. But I've been in lots of organizations where they try to just do an experiment for the sake of doing an experiment, and they never start with the end in mind. And, and by default, I can tell you right now, those always, always, always fail, right? Coming in at number six, create an environment of psychological safety. Anybody who's ever taken one of the Agile Dad trainings or coachings knows the very first thing we talk about, the very first thing is culture. And we talk about experimenting with ideas and how do we create an environment where everyone feels open and safe and it can talk about things. Sometimes this comes pretty easy. Other times people don't like it because they don't want to feel like they're being thrown under the bus by their colleagues or by their superiors if they say something. So it's important for us to create environments where people understand that taking risks is okay as long as it's not causing detrimental harm to someone and that they could be rewarded for uh, for taking the opportunity to figure things out and experiment. And we need to reflect behavior that supports experimentation. And that's what I mean by creating an environment of psychological safety. And last but not least, we need to have a growth mindset focused on continuous improvement, focused on how we're gonna make things better, right? If we always stick to our current way of working and expect things to change, nothing's going to change. In fact, if you do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, that's the pure definition of insanity. People need to feel like they have their hand in events. They need to feel like they can change things. They can define things that we can experiment with and change culture that we can grow together as an organization. There's so many things we can do, but a lot of times what I find is organizations are real good at the inspect part of inspect and adapt, but they're not good at the adapt part, right? They do a lot of inspection, but not a lot of adaptation. And I think that this creates uh, a dichotomy in the organization and it creates factions. And I think we need to get past that. So one more time in case you missed them, I'll give you those seven ways. Make your experiment small, value learning and insights, make experiments transparent and meaningful, roll back by default, begin with the end in mind, create psychological safety, and have a growth mindset. If you can do these seven things, I can tell you right now, overcoming change resistance is actually really easy. It's just each of those steps could be hard depending on where you are in your organization. Now, don't feel it's all or nothing and don't feel like you have to do them in order, but do take this as a, a, a go-do list and, and knock them out. And I assure you that as you do, you'll find greater psychological safety and you'll find a happier workplace. I'm so happy that you're here with me on a daily stand-up every single day for these episodes. I appreciate you, and I appreciate the fact that you carve out time for this. 
If you have an idea that you want to hear in a daily stand-up episode, don't be afraid to reach out to us. Learn more at AgileDad.com. We'd love to hear your ideas. We'd love to put one of your podcasts out or one of your episodes out here specifically for you. And we'll call you out in a podcast if you want. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, tune in because coming up shortly, we're going to have a lot of guests who are going to be joining us on the Daily Stand-Up Podcast. I might break those out one a week. We'll see how it goes. But I've got a lot of people who want a guest spot on the podcast. So uh, stay tuned. we got some exciting things to come. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.